Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of Three Up, Three Down. Uh, exciting one for Alex and I, as as our ball club has finally decided to wake up here in middle of August. But uh, yeah, we're we're excited to bring you another episode. So, Alex, how you, how's everything? Good man. I mentioned it. White Sox looking like a real team. So I got my jersey on for the podcast. Very excited. Um, yeah, man. Baseball, it's kind of, it's been exciting all summer, but I, I feel like we're picking up the playoff races. Now is the time where, like, seemingly every game means something. Uh, and I know that's kind of the case all season, but the stakes are elevated now. You see teams aren't resting players as much. Uh, things things are moving, so I'm happy, man. And enjoying the last couple of months, or couple of weeks of summer, I guess. Crazy. Summer has flown, but that doesn't mean baseball's over. We still got 45 games left. Um, playoff dates were finally announced. Looks like we'll be playing baseball into the early weeks of November, which should be different. Um, I believe the World Series is kicking off October 27th. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Breaking news. Not breaking today, but uh, since we've last talked, Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, the suspension, 80 games claimed to have taken, I can't remember the name of the substance, I know Alex might um, I don't know, all I know is it's not the substance used for ringworm which was his excuse those are two different things yes, so Fernando uh, had, had claimed he was using said substance for uh, treatment of ringworm and the MLB found that in a positive drug test and you know they've then suspended him immediately for 80 games how it kind of works in the MLB unless you really have a doctor sign off of it and you know the league really knows about it there's no arguing suspensions and once they're handed down their final uh, I think the immediate reaction very interesting to see was how disappointed the Padres organization was so you kind of knew immediately um, yes as Alex hinted it wasn't uh, the drug that is used for ring tr- worm treatment, but uh, that was what the case was being um, argued by Tatis's court. But uh, um, to continue, yeah, the Padres released a statement expressing their d- deepest uh, disappointment with Tatis and his camp. Uh, the manager did have a supportive statement in Tatis for in Tatis, uh, but in overall, everyone seems very disappointed and. The overall reaction of the the media has been interesting. I, you know, as we listened to Chicago media, uh, I think we were particularly. I think we were together the day that it all came out. Um, you know, people were asking for a year long suspension. Some were asking for eighty games. You know, and, and I think it's a three strike policy in the MLB. Uh, this is obviously Tatis's first strike. This will leave a big mark on a on a career that you could have hoped will take off, and probably still will. It depends on how long, uh, <coughs> excuse me, how long Tatis has been using said substance. Substance. Yeah, I mean, sucks. It's probably, I mean, like when you think about it, like probably the third worst player for the sport to get caught with a big steroid suspension. I mean. Uh, probably Trout and Otani are a little bit worse looks, but then like past that, Tatis has kind of been this like he's been the image of the league. He's on the cover of the show. Um, he's been in a ton of. Ad- I mean, he's just like a baseball player you see more often 
than than most. Uh, so f- for that to happen is pretty tough, especially coming off an avoidable injury with the motorcycle accident. Um, yeah, it's not good, and it's kind of when you have a guy who gets a four hundred fifty million dollar contract and makes two massive mistakes, which going to keep him out more than a year now. Uh, I think he's going to go like thirty some games into next season before he can play. Uh, that's that's a huge blow not only for the Padres but for the sport. For the Padres, you got to be upset because I don't know. <laughs> two weeks ago, we we're talking about what could be like the most dangerous core in baseball, and just like such a fun thing to watch. Um, and then this happened. So so that's that's I don't know. It, it's just tough to see. Obviously, the clubhouse is not supporting this guy at this point, and I don't blame him. I mean, this is a guy who's getting paid. 400, like probably close to what the rest of the team, including the Machado contract, is getting paid. I mean, like four hundred fifty million dollars is no joke. And for all these people who are grinding on this team and like out there every day, putting in work, to see him follow up his motorcycle accident with a PED suspension is—it's just really tough. Um, and then you wonder how long has he been taking it? I mean, I think that's just the natural uh, next step. And who knows? And who knows if he'll be the same when he comes back? Because again, this is this is going to be almost a year and a half, like a year over a year without games, year and a half without games. That's uh, that changes a lot of things. And yeah, he's probably still going to have a great career, but it's going to be tainted. Um, and it's just I don't know. It's tough to see. It, it, it's weird to see a player making this mistake at such a young age. A guy who seemingly had all the talent. I don't believe all his talent is coming from steroids. That doesn't seem accurate. Um, so to make that choice, it's not like he was trying like Cano, right? Cano's the the most one of the most recent ones. It's like that guy was trying to save his career because it was over. Tatis, what are you doing? Like, were you not recovering from the motorcycle accident? Well, and that's where it came in. I don't know. And it was just like on top of it, even more disappointing to see him come out and like blatantly lie uh, when when everyone everyone knew he did it, right? The Padres, the whole team, every, nobody was like questioning. Nobody was on his side here. So it's like. Even if like this whole ringworm fake hoopla had backed up, which it isn't, uh, I don't think people would have believed him. So like, I don't, where are the Padres there telling him don't come up with a bullshit excuse? Like, just own it. Uh, it, it it just comes off and it's like an even worse thing. Uh, so yeah, tough for tough for baseball. Yeah, tough for the Padres, but uh, I think just tougher for baseball. Yes, yes, and as you mentioned, the the suspension will carry over. To next year, he is postseason um, will not be included in the postseason. The banned susti- substance that he was uh, tested positive for was clustable, um, an anabolic, anabolic steroid, and so take that as you want. Uh, we are no scientists, I, you know. I, I'm not going to go into explaining all of that, but uh, it didn't help that he wasn't able to back up his claims. So. Yeah, no, we'll see what happens here. In uh, 2021, you know, he signed that 14-year deal, um, 23 years old. Really does beg you the question, is is this something he's been using his whole career? Is this something he's just gotten on? Um, definitely a bad look on, on the league's part, though, and, and just, you know, the Padres and, and, you know, just in general, baseball. You don't like to see this, and this is what ruins uh, the game we love. Also, you already signed the contract. What are you doing? Like, you made your bank. You made enough money for generations of family and friends to be happy. Why are you cheating now? I, I just don't get it. Uh, very confusing thing. I mean, I can't. 
I don't think this is coming. Like, check who's around him. Like, I, I think he needs to evaluate what's going on with like himself, uh, but then also the people around him because clearly, like, the decision process in his life is is I don't know, it's just not good right now. But hey, come back, learn from it, um, and I don't know, prove yourself again because that's what he's gonna have to do. He's gonna have to prove himself, and he's he's coming from a hole. So um, yeah, still a lot of time. He's twenty three. Yes, yes. Uh, we'll see what happens. You know, it does beg the question: is he is he focused on baseball? Is that his priority? Doesn't seem to be so. Uh, but we'll have to see come come next season because that's uh, Tatis is riding the riding the pony pal for a while. Jumping back into our weekly segments, as always, as always, we're gonna jump right into icy hot or our sponsored but unsponsored segment by icy hot um, pain relief brand. That won't sponsor us, but should sponsor us. But let's get right into it. I know I went first last week, so Alex, I'm going to put you on the spot and let you go uh, uh, lead off for for icy hot. Alrighty, I'm going to start off with my icy this week. And I think they were actually my hot last week or maybe two weeks ago. But this is the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, tough stretch games, two and eight in the last ten. Uh, but what is pretty like very icy in my mind is who they're losing to. So they in this last stretch of games in August, they lose two or three from Minnesota and Cleveland, and then they've lost the last four to the Orioles. They're midway through a series with them. Um, really, really tough stretch to have against other wild card contenders. You don't like to see it. Baltimore is now a half game back of them. Minnesota and the White Sox are a game back. Could be the Guardians, depending on what happens in the division. But there's, a, there's there's three teams outside of the wild card right now that are contending for this spot, and, and the Blue Jays are not looking like a convincing team, especially against them. Uh, that's that's something they got to be worried about. And remember last year, we are talking about the Blue Jays as one of these fun teams. They're hitting home runs all over. They're looking like this very fun, exciting team. We're ready to watch them play off baseball. What happens, next thing we know, they get cold in the last month, and they miss by, on the last day, they miss by half a, or one game. So, and, and it kind of seemed like they were playing like they were in for a while. And then I think they looked back at the season and said, here's a lot of places we could have picked up games. Seems to be what's happening now. I mean, obviously, this is still a really talented team. Um but they need to pick it up. They need to pick it up here. I mean, you can't keep losing. It's it's, it's too tight of a race. Too many teams are in it. Got to pick it up. Um, so, yeah, Blue Jays are the icy. It, they have all the talent in the world. So, like, if they're hot next week, I wouldn't be surprised. But it's time it's time to start winning games. Well, I think when, when it all comes down to it, and, you know, I think the regular season ends, like, first week of October, uh... And if the Blue Jays aren't a part of the postseason baseball, and the White Sox aren't, and I know we're biased towards it, but who's who had the more disappointing season? Yes, you can look at the White Sox and say, yeah, they had a ton of injuries, but you know, Gra- uh, Vladdy has played most of the year. George Springer has been healthy for the most part. Um, Teoscar Hernandez has kind of been not the same player he was last year, but he's been okay. You know, so I, I think you look at it. I think it's two teams that have both struggled uh, mightily. Yes, you can definitely say the AL East is more competitive than the AL Central. Um, so yeah, that's you know a good chunk of the schedule. But 
it, it's interesting because Toronto has really just been consistent at being consistent, <laughs> uh, and that really hasn't been enough. And and like you said, I, I think with a team like the Baltimore Orioles and, and the White Sox and the Twins, uh, the Mariners who are ahead of them, and, and several teams in this AL East or AL Wild Card um, hunt, the Blue Jays need to pick it up, and they need to pick it up quick. They do have an easy end of the month. They do have a tough next two weeks. You know, you go to you go to New York, and then I think they go to Boston. So that's a tough stretch. They're better at home than they are away. They've got a losing record on the road. We'll see what happens. It's it's something you don't you know you definitely would be kind of surprised if uh, if this team isn't in the playoffs. But they're they're playing themselves right into some dangerous territory. That's for sure. Good icy this week though. Yeah, so Blue Jays, I see. Pick it up. I want to see them in the playoffs. Uh, missed that last year. Uh, then going over to the hot, and this one I'm excited for because this is a team that's really fun to watch right now, the Atlanta Braves. Um, so they lose four or five to the Mets at the beginning of August, and the Mets kind of say, hey, this is still our division. We know you've been surging back up, but guess what? DeGrom's back. Scherzer's here. We got some horses, and our offense is good too. So, like they kind of, they kind of kicked the Braves and said, "What's going to happen?" Braves since that series win eight straight, including the last two against the Mets. Uh, I saw yesterday they hit a homer and played the Edwin Diaz uh, trumpet song that he does for his walkout. And to me, that is the fire we need in this in this in this little race here. They're sitting three and a half games back right now, but they got two more with the Mets right now. Win one of two of those. If you win two of two, great. But like, all of a sudden, you take the you're starting to take those vibes back. You know, like, I I think the trumpet song was just hilarious. I'm watching that. I'm like, you guys are just straight up taking like everyone like the Mets. Everyone's hyped about the Mets and Diaz. Like everyone in baseball, even non baseball fans, like this is so awesome. Uh, the Braves are like, we'll take that too. Why not? Uh, I love that Acuna is getting hot. This guy has been good this year, but he has not been Ronald Acuna yet. And I think everyone is just kind of waiting for Acuna to become Acuna again. He looks like he's doing that. I don't. I don't think players of this caliber like you can really quantify how much, like how much value they add. I don't think their war does it for them. When you have a hot Acuna, it's like the same level as a hot Judge, hot Trout. Like you just know when that guy's coming up, he's coming up with a big hit. That is so valuable to a team. That means when you're pitching well, you know this guy's coming through. When you need a big hit, he's coming through. Like It just does more. I don't know what it is. There's not stats that back it up. It's just the vibe of this guy is going to get hit. Um, so, yeah, the Braves, I, and they, they lock up Michael Harris today. I saw a tweet, the whole core is, the whole core is locked up now. Um, good for them. they got to be happy. they got they got quite a squad. They're fun to watch. And, yeah. They're a good NL team that's got all these exciting players. I love them. If they're in the AL, I might not like them as much, but NL, wonderful. Definitely a really fun, exciting young team. Ozzy Alves, Ronald Acuna, Marcelo Zunia. Yes, he's been kind of, if you look at it, batting average hasn't been great, still has 20 home runs. Austin Riley, a stud this year, an easy candidate for NL MVP. Uh, it's been a really exciting year. And as you were hinting at that home run, uh, the song Narco is a William Contreras blast. Definitely give it a look. Um, that's, you know, yes, it was in, uh, it was in Atlanta, but it, it, it was exciting. It was an exciting, uh, little video and definitely worth watching. Um, 
it's it's been exciting. And yes, I think the Braves for a week or two kind of dug themselves a little bit of a hole. I think that that three and a half game lead or uh, deficit turned from I think it was like six games back or seven. So they've clawed themselves back into that division. They want to win the the division, obviously, and um, I think they can do it. And that's it. Just shows how important four game sets versus division teams. Um, in August, how important they are. Uh, yes, you know you can lose one game and come back another, but go on a streak, win three out of one, and, and you're going to gain some some serious ground there. And that's what they've proven to do. Um, I think they've taken both of the two games of the four games set so far. Uh, Braves, they're they're a team you can't count out. World champions, obviously. Um, and like you said, Ronald Acuna is just going to get hotter and. And they keep locking up this core, so it's a team that's going to be doing it for the future. So, got to definitely give a, a round of applause to the Braves. I think that's another good pick as well. Um, anything else you wanted to add on that, or are you thinking you're good? Um, no, I like the Austin Riley shout-out. Spencer Strider, guy, guy is legit. Get a mustache, you might be good at pitching. That's what I'm learning. Um, so, yeah, no. Braves, Braves, fun to watch. You should watch them. Cool stadium. Everything's good. Got to be one of the best. Uh, it is one of the best playoff races, and it's going to be a ton of fun to see them and the Mets go back and forth. Um, yeah, exciting stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. All righty. Well, we'll lead her off. Uh, it's it's been the hot topic of late. Uh, I guess not the hot topic, but. A team that's kind of sealed their playoff fate, at least in terms of making it, uh, but a team that's limping their way to it, and that is the New York Yankees. And yes, we've covered this before as our icy, uh, but they continue to suck, and they're losers of their last three, two out of eight in their last ten, uh, and they're crumbling. And they haven't won a series this month uh, since beating the Royals in July, in late July. In the last seven days, the team's hitting 157, scoring a total of eight runs. That's not going to cut it. DJ LeMahieu was just hurt. Aaron Judge is singing. He's, he's not swinging as well as he has. He's still hitting his home runs every other day, it seems like. But uh, his average has kind of plummeted a little bit. And you're not seeing the production that this team was doing in June, uh, in the early months of the season. So the Yankees are my icy this week. Um, as much as we all hate them, and and as much as you know, I, I know I've got some New York friends, and they won't love it. But you got to face reality. It's it hasn't been great. Uh, you saw an Anthony Rizzo blow up yesterday. You don't see that very often, as he was called for leaning into a hit by pitch. Yes, you don't see that call very often, and and I do believe that they probably don't need to make that call at that point. But uh, they've lost two games already to the Rays in the series. It's not looking pretty in in the Bronx for the Yankees. Yeah, it's a great pick. Um, I mean, I was saying this earlier this year. The Yankees are an injury or two away from this team all of a sudden looking a lot different. They were healthy the whole start of the year, and Judge was on a different level. Matt Carpenter was essentially Mike Trout. Um, there was a lot of things that kind of screamed aggression, and I still think this is a very good team. Judge is still a tank, but Giancarlo's injured. He's going to come back, and he's going to be healthy, but, like, he is I – don't, I don't know. I like Giancarlo a lot. This is nothing against him. It's just he, he's an injury waiting to happen, and even if that means he's, like, dinged up a little bit, he can play worse. Um, 
So that's one thing. Donaldson looks washed, like just entirely washed. LeMahieu goes down with a toe injury. They've had some injuries to the bullpen and rotation. So, like, all of a sudden this this lineup, like, I'm looking at the lineup today. Trevino is batting fifth. Donaldson's batting fourth. And Duhar, Kiner Falefo, Marwin Gonzalez. Are you afraid of that? No. Uh, obviously, LeMahieu and um, Stanton are big holes in this lineup, but it's just... It's a different team when it's not fully together, and the weaknesses get a lot weaker. Um, yeah, it's a good pick. They're fine. They're going to go into the playoffs fine. But this is kind of – its I think they're a little be- better than the White Sox were last year. But, like, the White Sox coasted into the playoffs, didn't have this competition. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I think the Yankees are, are not the team we saw at the beginning of the year. They're not this bad, obviously, but – it's fine if you stumble into the playoffs, but like it's not what you really want to do. Uh, you don't feel good about it, so I don't know. We'll see. They got to get healthy. I think that's the number one goal, and it's a good thing they have a lead in the division because it allows them to get healthy right now. Without a doubt, and since moving Joey Gallo to the Dodgers, he seemed to find a stride um, with several blasts since joining LA. Uh, the Yankees are the icy this week. A uh, little bit of another biased pick here for the hot, but Yon Moncada with two outs and runners in scoring position. Last two games drove in the winning runs for winning and tying runs actually uh, for the White Sox as they defeated the Astros in the first two games of a four-game set. Uh, Moncada is a career average with that situation of plus four forty. So the guy's a stud when it's under pressure. Yes, he's hitting. Um, I think 210 maybe on the season and hasn't been great offensive power numbers, but he's been getting it done as of late and it begs the question are the White Sox back? Are they in this for this for the long run? They're winners of their last seven out of ten. They're now game back of the Indians. Uh, Dylan Cease's impressive streak of allowing one earned run or less did end tonight, but the Sox are hot and you can't deny it. They're one game back of the Guardians and one. What did you say of, out of? I think you said two games out of a wild card spot. One, um, one game out of a wild card spot. So one game out of the playoffs for this White Sox team that has been uh, pretty much five hundred ball until the um, last week or so. So it's it's exciting stuff. I don't want to dig too much into the playoff race of it because I want to talk about the AL Central wise playoff race at the end of the episode. But uh, definitely love to hear what you're thinking about our our Chicago White Sox. Yeah, I mean... And Yon, and Yon Makata. Yeah, like, so first off, Yoan, this has got to be the statistical anomaly of what's going on. He's batting 200, but 440 with late inning runners and scoring. Like, I, I just don't... He's only clutch, and that is it. That's the only thing he does. Uh, he, he's a great fielder, too. I mean, he deserves credit for that. He's an elite glove at third base, and it's it's fun to watch. This is a guy who you just want to, like, and he's hyped up right now. You see him. He gets hated on because he's a pretty boy, and people act like he doesn't hustle or doesn't care. This guy was fired up tonight. He's been fired up the last couple nights. He loves the moment. I want to see it translate to more. This is a guy with, like, through-the-roof potential. I mean, we're talking a 30-home or 30-double type potential. I don't know. He could be a lot. We've seen it from him before. Uh if you can start to harness that, the White Sox lineup looks a lot different. And he hasn't done it fully yet. He still looks bad at times at the plate. Uh, but he's coming up clutch right now, and, it, and that's enough to push the White Sox in some of these games. And it's been huge. Um, 
I don't know. I, I don't know what else to say about this guy, but he's been great. Um, just needs a little bit more during the non-clutch moments. And, and White Sox in general, I mean, you go sweep the Tigers, good for you. You had to do that. Coming and taking, take one of the next two first Astros, take three or four, and you're feeling fantastic. And then go to Cleveland, take care of business. It's it's a pretty simple blueprint, but for the first time all season, and I mean this, even when we were winning games, even when we were back to 500 for 20 times, the her dropping the next game, uh, this team has a little bit of life. There's juice in the team. Johnny Cueto has the boys moving. And it's, it, it's actually enjoyable to watch. There is an energy. The stadium was packed tonight. And I don't know. There's just vibes. There's vibes, and you can't discount the value of vibes, especially at this time of year. People are ready for it. And Yohan's leading the charge with those bright-colored shoes, and I love it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There's been some flash on the south side, that's for sure. Um, Moncada has been has been better of late. This is a team that's doing it without Tim Anderson. It's been exciting. Um, I think this begs the uh, the question I just thought of is, is that I'm going to throw a poll on, on the Instagram page if Alex and I should travel to Cleveland for the three-game set. Um, and and we'll see what the what the fan vote is if if we want to go uh, if the fans tell us we got to go we might have to go to Cleveland this weekend and uh, maybe we'll get some content out of that that we can bring to the viewers yes we are a baseball podcast that is unbiased um, at least as unbiased as we can possibly be but then again it is the White Sox they're hunting for the playoffs we can't how could you not be excited about it so. Uh, moving on, moving on. We're going to go to Around the Horn, brought to you by Crack One Media. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Rick. Um, so we appreciate everything you've done for us and letting us present you this episode or this podcast. Um, yeah, so the standings follow like this. I, I'm still in first. It's been a little bit of a, a colder start for me. Um, I am currently 13-7 and seven after last week. Alex is 11 or sorry, I'm 14 and 8 last week. Alex is 11 11, and Rick is 12 and 10 after taking uh, the week's best um, picker, who was Alex, who went 2 and 0 last week. So, Alex, with that being said, since you went 2 and 0, why don't you make your pick? Let's see. Let's see if you you can stay in this race. Back at 500. Back at 500, baby. Where I like to be, and based off some recent scouting. And just a generally good matchup. I got the Braves and Astros on Saturday. Spencer Strider, Christian Javier, pretty nasty strikeout. Also just generally good pitcher matchup. So pretty excited about that. But as far as I can tell from recent scouting, the Astros are pretty washed. Uh, Wouldn't feel good about their future, especially this weekend against the Braves. Spencer Strider gets it done. I'm going to say 9Ks, 6 innings, bullpen comes in, shuts the door. Rysel Iglesias, like him. I know they have other good pen arms, but I just like Rysel. So, yeah, Braves Braves over the Astros. Yeah, White Sox close the gap on the one seed. (laughs) Recent scouting being two games of a four-game set. But nonetheless, um, it's tough to go against the Braves on this one. Unfortunately, I got to follow you um, as much as I want to be different. I do think the Braves get it done. They're on a hot hand. The Astros look cold. Um, 
and I hate the Astros, so I, I really can't pick the Astros in this one. So I, I'm going to follow you with the Braves for that one. Um, my pick is also going to involve the Braves, but it's going to be a little bit earlier in the week. I believe it is a Thursday matchup of Matt Scherzer versus the Atlanta Braves and Jake Odorizzi. Or Odorizzi? I think I'm saying that. I don't know. Um, Odorizzi. Odorizzi. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. This is a... Time is a start. It is a 620 start, so a little bit of a night game. And I'm picking the Mets here. I got the Mets taking uh, this one over the Braves. So I don't want to follow you, but you've kind of put me in a tough position to pick against Scherzer. And I know, I feel like this is what you do. You bait me into these dumb picks. Maybe I do, maybe I don't, you know? I can't fall for it this time. It's Scherzer. I, uh, Scherzer's too, a little bit too good for this. First, Odo Rizzi. Yeah, I'm taking the Mets too. Not to be boring, but what do you expect me to do here? Like, I can't dig myself into a deeper hole. You can lock in the Braves to win this. Put all your money on that by now. <laughs> now that I've finally chosen the safe side. <laughs> I, I, listeners. Do not take our gambling advice. At least we're not responsible for your losses, and we will not claim for your winnings. So um, that is what I'll say. I'm not going to close the door on future gambling um, corners or stuff like that, but um, for right now, uh, that's what I got. That was Around the Horn brought to you by Crack One Media. Rick will also take the best picks of this week as well. Um, hopefully we'll get him back in the studio here shortly before this playoff race really heats up. But that's really what I want to talk about before we close this one out, is where this playoff race is really the most intriguing and where you kind of you can kind of tie a bow on the following divisions. The AL East, the Yankees will probably win the AL East. Tampa is nine games back. If, if the Yankees continue this losing streak of three games, yeah, that's not too much, but... Uh, if they continue to go two and eight for the rest of the season, you know maybe maybe they'll drop that margin. But I don't see the uh, I don't see anyone overtaking New York in the AL East, the AL West. Congratulations to the Houston Astros. I think that's another one that's also going to be won by the Houston Astros. But you can't count out Seattle being a wild card spot because they're going to be a really good team um, if they do make the playoffs and they continue the the streak that they are heading on. Uh, it's an impressive team with Julio. Rodriguez, Mitch Haniger, Jesse Winker, and uh, and more, and they continue to get it done. They added at the the deadline with Luis Castillo has looked great as a Mariner since add that addition. So I think you could see the Mariners sneaking in as one of those wild card teams. Uh, our most exciting race, in my opinion, at least for right now. Yes, their their records may not show, uh, but the AL AL Central is up for grabs. You got three teams that all have about fifty percent. Uh, of making the playoffs. It's a race of three teams in, an, in a matter of one game with the Cleveland Guardians, the Minnesota Twins, and the Chicago White Sox. Uh, the Guardians are 62-55. and 55. The White Sox are 61-56. and 56. And the Minnesota Twins are 60-55. and 55. Wild card-wise, both teams, Minnesota and Chicago, are a game out of the wild card behind Toronto and Baltimore, who is a half game out. Uh, should be interesting to see what happens. Tampa's got that first spot. 
one game up with a similar record of Seattle and then Toronto occupying that third spot like we talked about in Icy Hot. What do you think? You know, it's going to be interesting. I do think those two divisions of the AL East and AL West are kind of wrapped up. Um, I don't know if you've got other thoughts on that, but it should be an interesting definitely in the AL Central. Yeah, I mean, the AL Central is essentially like an extension of the wild card. Like the Guardians are kind of like the one seed of the wild card, and then I don't know. I bet that I bet whoever wins the AL Central will have the same record, or like within a game of the number one wild card seed. So in that way, it's kind of one race. With if you're in the AL Central, it's a little extra. Um, it's exciting. I, I I mean, you obviously have your three. They get a lot of crap for being in the AL Central, but like honestly, like these are three good teams, and. They're going to mess things up for everyone else, too. Uh, I don't really know who's coming out of the AL Central. I, I, I think it will be the White Sox. I, it, there is bias there. Of course there is. Uh, I just think we have a better roster, and I think ultimately that, that, that pays off. But the Guardians play a really good brand of baseball, and it's different from anyone, but it's hard to beat. And I think we're about to experience that this weekend again. Whether or not we win, you see why it's so tough. They're scrappy. The Jays obviously have all the talent in the world. Tampa is Tampa, gets slept on, but they're leading the wild. They're in the number one wild card seed right now. Um, I kind of think they might slip out, but again, why are you betting against Tampa? Seattle, Seattle's got to make it. I, I'd be shocked if Seattle doesn't make it. Um, and I think Baltimore is going to have a tough time getting in. I would love to see it. Seeing videos of Camden Yards full is really cool. Haven't really seen Baltimore good for a while, and it's just cool to see the vibes there. It's a fun team. Um, I think Minnesota, if I had to pick one team that's not making it, it's Minnesota. I don't think they have the pitching right now. And I don't know. I just don't I don't think they have the juice to really, to really do it. But, again, they have a good offense. I wouldn't count them out. Um, so, I don't know. It's exciting. I think there's six to seven teams. Obviously, the AL Central winner will make it six. But, like, there's... There's seven teams in this wild card race. One of the best ones, whoever wins the Central, is not going to be in it. But I don't know. I think my ideal scenario, White Sox win the Central, and then we see Seattle, Toronto, Baltimore. That would make me very happy. I don't I don't think it's likely, but I don't know. Fun to watch. If, if you're a fan of baseball, I mean, Yale Central is fun baseball to watch, and it's going to be the best division series or division uh, race. But yes, yeah. If half the teams in the AL should be having fun watching this. Absolutely, uh, I think the AL Central, at least I know for the White Sox, they end on a four-game or three-game set with the Twins to finish out the regular season. Could be meaningful baseball. Hopefully not, and we've wrapped up the division. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what the AL looks like right now. Baltimore is only being shown the respect of about a six percent playoff chance, as as Vegas is not really. Uh, as the uh, really ev- everyone has really not bought into the Cinderella story out of Baltimore, but like you said, it is exciting to see Camden Yards filled. Um, it's a cool stadium. It's a stadium that hasn't really been filled in at least my lifetime much as Baltimore has struggled. Um, so it is exciting to see uh, Baltimore producing, and, and Cedric Mullins is is just the backbone of that Baltimore team without a doubt. Moving on, Wait, I to have the- I have one quick thing before we go to NL. Red Sox are four games out. A little hot end of August. Stir things up. Would love to see it. I don't like the Red Sox, but uh, why not throw another team in? 
I don't think will happen, but four games is it's just four games. It, there's no doubt about that. I kind of I'm on the train that I just don't think it's in the cards for Boston this season, but uh it would be it would be nice to see things heat up a little bit for for everyone. And and you know, there's really a serious potentiality that four teams from the AL East make the playoffs. It's kind of crazy. Uh so, moving on, moving on, moving on. The NL. Where do things stand? Where do things stand? I guess we'll start with the AL West, or the NL West, because it doesn't matter. The Los Angeles Dodgers, they've got a 17-game uh, lead on the San Diego Do- uh, San Diego Padres. That division, um, it, it's wrapped up. There's nothing to talk about. San Francisco's 21-and-a-half back. Um, congrats, congrats. Consistent. And and just good. That's always been the Dodgers. Did lose Walker Bueller for the season, though. Should be interesting to see what that does to them. Uh, at least will hurt the rotation. Puts a little more pressure on Kershaw and and their other starters. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. In terms of the rest of the league, we'll uh, we'll move on to the NL Central. It's been an interesting race. The Cardinals have seemed to be a very good baseball team. You know, having two potential candidates in the NL MVP race in Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. It has been a team that's been really consistent, but they also have been consistent in not building that lead from a team that sold their closer in the Milwaukee Brewers, who are two games back. So should be another interesting race in the, in the NL Central. The Cubs are out of it. They're 16 games back. Sorry for you, Cubs fans, but got to win baseball games. Got to be competitive. They are in rebuilding stages. Uh, so it should be interesting to see what happens there. I do expect St. Louis to pull away with that. Uh, but Milwaukee is staying staying relevant, and you do love to see that. In terms of the NL East, a team that will probably have three teams in the playoffs with the New York Mets, Braves, and Phillies. Either way, one of the teams from the AL or NL East is going to be occupying that number one wild card spot as the Phillies have built. I believe a seven and a half game lead on the closest wild card spot in that wild card race, uh, or sorry, the Braves have built a seven and a half game lead on the Phillies um, in that NL wild card spot. With the Tatis news, it should be interesting to see how the Padres respond. Will they fold? Will they continue on? It's still a really talented roster, and with the addition of Juan Soto, there'll be a little more pressure on him to perform. But, uh, you know, he is a guy who's won a ring and can carry some weight for what is lost in Tatis. Milwaukee is one game out of the, the wildcard spot. And then San Francisco, a team that's been hot of late. They're winners of their last eight of ten. Uh, eight, of ten. Eight, out of t- eight, eight wins out of their last ten games. Oof. And have won their last five. So a team that's gotten hot, a team that really kind of just went like this all year. Um and were not really sellers at the deadline, as although they were expected to be. Um, so we'll see what happens in San Francisco. It should be an exciting race. Like I said, NL East probably fielding three teams in the playoffs. Um, all impressive stuff. Yeah, I like the breakdown. I mean, we talked a little bit about NL East division race. Braves, Mets, watch it. It's going to be fun. Those series are going to be, I, I think, must-watch. I love the electricity, that stealing the Diaz hype song. Great. Watch that. It's going to be fun. See who wins there. Philly's looking really good. 
I think for the first time in the last like two to three years, Philly is looking good. Uh, that's exciting. I, I want to see Bryce come back and be good. He will be. It'll just be a fun team to watch in the playoffs. I don't really know what to think of them, but like Schwarber, again, we talked about him last week. Schwarber's a guy who can do it. Bryce is a guy who can do it. There's 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 a lot of talent there. So I think I think they're in. And then we get to probably the most interesting playoff storyline, the Padres. If they don't make the playoffs, this is a it's just a what's what what next type situation. And I think you play next year, you get Tatis back. And I know we talked about him getting suspended today, but, like, imagine they don't make the playoffs. They're, they're thinking, like, we have just traded the house for everything. Like, we got Juan Soto, we got Tatis, we got Machado, we got all these starting pitchers we keep trading for. It's it's a big question mark, and it's a huge failure if they don't make it. I know they don't have Tatis, but they got Josh Bell, they got Brandon Drury, they got Josh Hader, they got Juan Soto at the trade deadline. This team needs to make it. I think they will. I think they'll take that third wild card. But who knows? They haven't been playing great since the deadline. Milwaukee is a team that they can get on a roll. I wouldn't be surprised if Milwaukee comes and snatches the division. St. Louis does look a little bit better right now, but I I think Milwaukee's got, got some big guns up top and a good offense, too. And then San Francisco, I'd love to see them get back in the race. Just a fun place to. They're kind of the like the. I think they occupy the Rays role, of like a, a little bit worse Rays, where like they're not really supposed to be there. You look at the offense and you're like, hmm, and you look at the rotation, and you're like, I don't know about that. But then they win games and they play. They play good baseball. Fun park to see, especially come like fall playoff season. So I would love for them to get back in. Rodon obviously going to give them some big innings and some big games so I don't know it's not quite as like in like there's not the depth to the race uh, for the wild card but I think the Padres are a storyline but if we talk two weeks from now and the Padres Phillies and Braves slash Mets have kind of locked up those three um, wild card spots I would not be surprised at all agreed agreed uh, should be exciting baseball as we as we close into the final stretch of the season. Like I said, I know the Sox have 45 games left. That means most teams have about 45, 46, 47 games left, maybe a little less. Um, hopefully your team is in it. With the expanded playoffs, things seem to be a little bit more exciting as we come down to um, October. So definitely tune in, watch a little bit more baseball. Uh, but that's all I've got for this week. And I, I, I think it was... And an exciting one. Hopefully you guys will enjoy it. Um, but uh, if you have any questions, definitely find us on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we had a fan reach out last week with some questions about the Angels. We are happy to answer or try and um, satisfy you guys uh, with some answers. Uh, so definitely check us out. Uh, where can they find you on Twitter, Alex? You can find me at Northside underscore socks and shout out to the fan Matt with the at son of a Wookiee. Didn't notice that the first time, but nice at. And yeah, we're happy to tweet with you guys. It's fun. Uh, and we appreciate you listening. Yeah. Yes, Matt, we're sorry, uh, but a little bit of a dumpster fire on in, in Anaheim. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Give me a follow, shoot me a follow, interact at Siffy Man on Twitter. 
Uh, follow the Crack One Media page at Crack One Media on Instagram, posting clips, highlights, uh, polls. Rick's got a new uh, little Rick corner that he's doing. It's it's exciting. Uh, it's information that that you will miss. So uh, definitely check it out. Um, appreciate you guys tuning in. But uh, that wraps up. Thank you. For, thank you. Yankees lose. <laughs> Hits it in the air to right. Back at the wall. And the White Sox win it. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes.